You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. And action. Um, Before so- the after the show? What? What were we saying before? <laughs> after the show? <laughs> what was our discussion, as we like to? I don't know, I forgot. Well, the last thing that happened was I kissed you, because we are husband and wife, for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> Not that they would have known that happened, but I'm telling you that it did. And before that, we were discussing you not liking my idiosyncrasies. Is that what they're called? I don't like flashing. I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> and I say you're in denial. I don't like certain lights flashing in my face. I don't like certain sounds annoying me, attacking my brain, and... You don't like things like the speck of dust on something or a crooked pillow on the couch. So I think we're even. Can I just say, um, this was the other thing that I meant. Things going wrong in big bunches. Hmm. Um, recently. This sounds unrelated to what I was just saying. It is. But I just <laughs> had to think of this. Recently, my Xbox 360 red ringed. There's something that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Recently, our lawnmower broke. Correct. There's something that went wrong. This week, my UPS decided to shit its battery, so it's time to replace the battery. There's another thing that's wrong. The basement flooded again. The basement, yeah. The basement flooded again. There's something that's wrong. Um, our gutters outside... Mm, related to the flood. Related. However... Something that's wrong. None of those things are really that big a deal. Not really. No, they're, they're not. But I'm just saying, you know, like... Yeah, things yeah. don't go like, and then a bunch of things go wrong at once. You know, uh, you know. You've, it's kind of hard to complain though when you think of people who. It's kind of hard to complain. Like, um, our lawnmower is kind of broken, but it's you know we've had four or five years out of it. Yeah. Um, you, my UPS. I've had five. It's just things run, things break. You know, we had, we had a spate at the beginning of this year where hard drives failed. Yeah. Like one after another, so. But these are little things, and you have to yeah. learn to put things in perspective. Other people don't have. So if you're the kind of person... An Xbox to red ring. If you're the kind of person out there who things are going wrong, you know, things are breaking down, things are, you're not the only one. I'm Get sure. over it. That's what I would say. It's just really like... You, when things Unless break, it's really massive and life-threatening. Like your car might break down. Or, that does suck. Mm-hmm. But it's not the end of the world. All right, so... Is that our pre-show discussion? <laughs> Good. You snuck something in there that we didn't actually discuss, but whatever. It's, so your, it's, it's a, your show. It's Sunday, May the 29th, 2011. This is after the show number 174. Wow. That's a lot of after the shows. Correct. 174. That's correct. Um, the movie we're looking at this week is The Mechanic on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2011 movie. We're getting into the 2011 movie. You know, like, mm-hmm. I always say, oh, this is a two- last year's movie, but we're getting into this year's movies now. So, 2011 movie, released on Blu-ray on the 17th of May, 2011. I feel like we're kind of like review whores, because we only do the new things. Why don't we ever do an old movie? We're doing Platoon in a couple of weeks. There's an old movie. I know, but that's newly released on Blu-ray. So, I'm saying, why don't we ever just pick an old movie because and do it? we work with the studios who send us the movie. I know, that's what I'm saying. We're review whores. All right, so um, seventeen. <laughs> well, I don't know what you would be in that um, scenario, but this movie, this Blu-ray in North America, came out on the seventeenth of May, which was Tuesday, just gone. So you can get this now. It's uh, Blu-ray and DVD. We looked at the Blu-ray, which interestingly enough is just the Blu-ray. There's no combo, nothing. 
So just the Blu-ray. And it's from our friends at Sony. And you're going to tell us what this movie is all about. The mechanic. Let's just um, preface with there is a movie from the 1972 called The Mechanic with Charles Bronson. I have never seen it. You have never seen it. This is a retelling slash remake of it. From what we understand. It is. I just read that. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. You just said it. Well, okay. if you've never seen it. Right. Uh, Hitman story. It's really, that's kind of sums it up. Hitman, big corporation, people to kill. Mechanic. Something kind of slips in there. It's actually a mechanic as well. Make it fresh and new, as they like to say, which almost turned my stomach and the extras, but I can live with it. That's all it is, really. It's a Hitman story. Yeah. So. I don't mean to say that with lack of enthusiasm, but I, there's not an, a lot of other ways to describe it. All right. So the movie, The Mechanic, like I said, I've not seen the original. Um, not seen many. Char- I said to you earlier, I've not seen enough Charles Bronson movies. I've seen all the Death Wish movies, and that's pretty much all I can remember. Isn't that enough? Not really. Hmm. He made a lot of movies. Um, anyway, The Mechanic, starring Jason Statham. I like a good uh, Hitman movie. And I think this, while this is my opinion, you know, overall, it's a very well made, quite well acted in yeah. part, um, movie. There's nothing wrong with it at all, yet it's. I think in a few weeks I won't have rem- yeah, I won't remember exactly. it. But it's fun while you're watching it. I think that's the key. I mean, it, it's a not fun so much because it's actually very serious. It isn't tongue-in-cheek like the Transporter. No, not at all. No. Um, the characters are not very likeable, in fact. Um, no. Uh, and they're well well done, all everybody. Yeah. In fact, they're not very likeable. It's absolutely serious there's not really any light-eyedness at all I mean it's very very violent and I mean yeah I mean brutally violent and you get that warning the brutal violence throughout that's what the warning which says. is true yeah you know when they say ah, this is rated R restricted brutal violence throughout yeah that's absolutely true it is very violent but um well made it just felt really well made to me I the action sequences were really good I think that in time as you process it and think back on it, you might think it's not memorable, but I actually think you're going to start remembering and kind of focusing on the son, right? His character, and maybe, and to me, that's the most memorable thing of it. Not the guy, not the main hitman guy, whatever, but the son's... And that's really the story we're watching. Why actually... Beyond the hitman guy. Yeah, what I actually really liked about it, and this isn't true of every Jason Statham movie... Because most Jason Statham movies, uh, e.g. Crank, The Transporter, um, The Expendables, um, Death Race, mm. they're tongue-in-cheek, all of them. Like, there's a sense of humour to the violence, even if, if there can be such a thing. It's, it's, you know, this is not. This is like a really serious, old, almost old-school, straight-up yeah. action movie. Even I though felt it's got, kind of old-schoolish at times. Yeah, I actually felt... Um, Back to, like, early Luc Besson stuff, where it's... I've recommended a Luc Besson movie, but that but kind of vibe... But without the cleverness. Yeah, because it's pretty straightforward. Um, I did enjoy the story, though. I and did. there was parts that I didn't expect. I mean, it's not 
complicated no. or anything like that. It's, no. pretty, it's pretty much a story that is written to get to action pieces. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, but there again, you know. But do you throw the guy who plays the son and his the way he is as yeah. an actor person elevates to me almost everything. He's a little overly intense. I mean, that's the interesting he, part of the story. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And him, specifically, the way he does his part is what elevates it to the point of you feeling like you're... Com- I'm compelled every scene to see to see what's going to happen. Wondering if there's a twist. Wondering if what... You know, so I he kept me going. I didn't like him, but I, don't I was think, interested I don't think, in what was going to happen. To be honest, I don't think you will like anybody in this movie. There isn't Henry's one... Henry's all right. The yeah, are, but I mean, the hookers are right. but they're nothing, are they? They're they're literally <laughs> like peripheral characters who uh, nothing. I true, mean, true. They don't matter. If you didn't, Jason Statham. Let's just explain this. Jason Statham sees a hooker on a couple of occasions in this movie, just to kind of add a bit of this is who he is. Like he doesn't need like yeah um, a full on relationship. This is enough for him because the American did it too. What's the thing with Hitman? Because he's this cold. Uh, but then again, he does need a bit of a human. Interaction, is that what it is? That's how I see it. But yeah, the the Americans pretty much the same. Yeah, Um, maybe it's just one of those hitman things that they that's you have to be so cold and calculated that you could never have a Mister and Missus Smith situation. Um, But yeah, this hooker is Angelina Jolie the hooker in that scenario. Yeah. (laughs) So this hooker he visits. She if she wasn't in this movie, it wouldn't matter. No, it wouldn't matter at all. No, she's it's not. But it's fine because and it if Henry you, wasn't in this movie, what it does for you, men, is give you a little nudity. That's really the yeah, pretty gist much. of it. Yeah, but it's really unnecessary. So it would be sausage fest if she wasn't in it. Yeah. So the characters who are in this movie, they're pretty unlikable. All of them. Yes. I, I don't like anybody. I mean, I liked I like watching Jason Statham yeah. do his thing, but I didn't like him. You didn't care, like. No? You know, the thing about Transporter is you know what he does, but you don't want bad shit to happen to him. You kind of just have that vibe about him. You want to know that he's going to carry on doing his Transporter and it's, thing. And it's ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, but in this one, you're like, you know, everyone's got it coming. Well, let's go back to Unforgiven, what Clint Eastwood says. Like, everybody's got it coming. So you don't really worry about their fate, but I'm interested to see how shit goes and he down. Go, and, you know, there's some clever... Assassin stuff in this, yeah, and I'm talking about clever, but you gotta let your mind actually, check your mind at the door. Yeah, yeah, I did, but I actually really like that opening sequence. Oh yeah, because yeah. that was a uh, something you never possibly seen before. a kill I've never seen before, like an uh, an assassination I've never seen before. And I also liked the um, one in the walls. Yeah, over always. Jason Statham always has closed in uh, transporter head inside or in that yeah, between that those really... two things. Um, he has some good. In close quarters fights. Yeah. And the fights in this. Oh my God. There's one particular fight in this that doesn't involve Jason Statham, actually. But... It's wrenching. You're just it's like, brutal. holy shit. I mean, it's, it's... It's brutal. It's one of the... Like I said to you, it took me back to True Romance where um, there's uh, Alabama fighting against Tony Soprano. <laughs> and that's a really brutal fight. And this... But nothing touches that one. No, that's, but that's this, felt, this felt that level of brutality. Yeah, that, because, that one is sacred because it is what it is. It's like a beautiful, horrible But there's a lot scene. of fights. Like, Bourne has a lot of these fights in it. Mm-hmm. And while they feel choreographed and, and they don't feel that brutal to me, it's just it's just like Bourne punching a guy and kicking yeah. him through a window yeah. and stuff. But this is literally like 
stabbing him. The sound is really good too. So you go. I was I was like putting my hand up even sometimes, not over my eyes, but like almost holy shit. Using ah. like stabbing him in the head. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, like, it, it's it's the brutal. one guy got stabbed in the cheek with a pin from firing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's that kind of stuff, kind of gory. And when people get shot in this, it's not no. It's gory. It's, it's heads blowing off. Um, old school kind of. I mean, of, it's instant. It's not like growing yeah, like but that it's, way. It's kind of you gross. fill in a lot with your brain. I think if you pause those scenes where they're just shooting people in the head and stuff, it's pretty. Oh, I don't. I disagree. I think a lot of it's. I mean, it's CG-ish looking, but it's. Um, I think it just looks like a blob. It's yeah, so but it's fast. still. It's still. Old school seventies movies, they did that. They they blood squirted out when people got shot, and then like there was a period of time where people just got shot and fell over, A team style, right? Where there was no kind you still of have some movies like that. Yeah, if they were if they're trying to be not R rated like this one, um, but yeah, it's it's brutal. The stories, I was gonna I was gonna say like generic, but it's not. It's not really no. But it's also not it's not fantastic either. It's. You've got, it's a good action movie. You've got me. a couple steps away from a father-son story. You've got the lone man story, who's not looking. But the good thing about this hitman is that I like. There's no redemption seeking. American, the American was the lone man seeking redemption for all the bad things he's done. Statham, not interested. I think he is what he is, and um, that part I liked because you weren't going like, okay, when is his salvation coming or whatever. No, no, no. No, no. no. It's not deep. It's it's about the action, isn't it? That's it. It's about the action. It's also a a little bit about the the relationship, but not much. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't really come into it. I mean, um, apprentice and assassin kind of deal, but no, not really. It's really about getting from one action scene to the next with a kind of basic story at the heart of it. Yeah, I can think of a recommendation that I didn't think of before. But I was thinking it kind of moves along extra quick where the apprentice thing kind of happens and you're like, oh, he knows that already? So they kind of take some leaps there. But one of the movies that I should have recommended in the future, but now I'll mention it now, is uh, Green Street Hooligans, where they all, kind of all of a sudden become, in the first one, like, they all of a sudden become very well organized and have a really good plan and you're like... You were just two thugs, like, before. And all of a sudden, you've got, like, ropes you can drop down with. And, yeah, they joke about it, but it's it's that kind they of thing. They cut to the chase. Yes, you have to take a look. You have to say, oh, yeah, like, this montage of them. Which yes. Months and months and months <laughs> of them training. We've got a couple of montages. Yes, there is a montage. We that, need a montage. It's literally a montage of them shooting guns, but you have to kind of take the leap and say, oh, there was more than that. They were actually swinging on ropes as well, and etc. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it's... They do go from him not knowing anything to him knowing everything pretty quick. Um, it's a pretty brief movie. Um, it's it's, an, it? it's 90 minutes, but if you take the credits off, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It moves pretty quick. 70 minutes of... What? It's an hour and 20 minutes? Oh, 10 minutes worth of credits. Okay, never mind. I wasn't doing the math right Right. <laughs> It's, it's an hour and 20 minute movie. If you 70 don't watch, minutes of credits. I know, I know. I <laughs> if you don't watch the uh, credits, it's an hour and 20, which is on the short side for a movie, but it is an action movie. and Enough know. is enough. I, was, I actually feel if it was longer than that, that would have been too much. Yeah, so it exactly. might have been the right length. They might have cut loads of it <laughs> for all we know. No, there were, well. Well, there the could have been tons of cut scenes. scenes. We yeah. just saw a few of them. Um, so, let's move on to the cast. Oh, anything to say uh, extra on the... Um, I can think of several people who would dig it. 
You know, only on I the dig it. explosions and gun. I, I dig it. Uh, I like Jason Statham. I like a dumb kind of. <laughs> it's not like the American where it's like super classy. In my opinion, the American was. I really enjoyed this year at the beginning of the year. Super classy, a nice hitman story, but done really. What? It's really funny. It's a nice little hitman story. Yeah, but done. It's not that movie isn't about action. The American is. It's almost very, about. Very little, it's almost actually. about the slow avoiding. Moments. Yeah. Almost like each, it's trying not to at all, and that's just has to punctuate certain things. Because this, because if you want to see two different sides of the coin for sure. Hitman movies, these are the ones. You yeah. can see Hitman as well. No, you can. <laughs> you don't like Oliphant in that one. Don't like that movie, do you? Not really. I didn't like. I like the game. I didn't like the movie very much. Um, but yeah, it's. It's perfectly... This is, like I say, all well made, perfectly watchable, but I don't feel like it'll resonate with me. I don't... I really don't. Like I think the performance of who we're going to talk... Jason Statham... We can, we can say he's fine. Who's the next guy? Cast Jason Statham is Arthur Bishop. And then Ben Foster is the son guy who's the apprentice. Um, now, he's good. Um, Intense. What's he called? He really is the star of the show, actually. Charles Bronson is Arthur Bishop in the um, original. I just... I looked at his name. That's kind of obvious, isn't it? No. If it's a remake and the lead character's name is Arthur Bishop? I'd, for all you knew, Arthur um, Charles Bronson could have been Donald Sutherland. I don't think so. Could have been. <laughs> so Ben Foster plays Steve McKenna. And I find him to be very compelling. What, where is he from? What do we... X-Men or something like that? I don't know. I really... He's really familiar, for sure, but... I have to look him up. He has a thing where it's, to me, because I'm not an overly emotionally tormented person, and I feel like he put that kind of twist on this son a little overly much. Do you know what I mean? Just at times. But then it would tune down just enough to where I found him really um, the star of the show. I think if you had made Jason Statham someone who wasn't, Jason Statham, you know what I mean? Like someone who you weren't as familiar with or who wasn't like, what kind of a, dif- what do you call him? He's, to me, almost a distraction from the Ben Foster guy. Yeah. Because he's really the focus of this, to me. He's from X-Men, the by the way, Ben Foster. What I, is he? He's from X-Men 3, Warren, Wor- Warren Worthington Third slash Angel. So he was the X-Men called Angel. Oh, I don't remember. I know, he, I knew, and he's also from um, My Name is Earl, the TV series. I think I've seen him in something else, but... No, none of these movies. Um, 310 to Yuma, which we didn't see. The Messenger. Hmm. That was the one that was Oscar-nominated a couple of years ago with uh, Woody Harrelson. And he gives me a bit of a... My, it puts me in mind of uh, Giovanni a little bit. Just a little bit. I think he's a bit better than him, though. In, you think? Yeah, I really do. You think the other guy, Giovanni's a little bit too... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know, maybe I've not seen enough of this guy, but he played this role really well. Really well, yeah. Um, Particularly Don- the part where he's getting drunk and he's getting angry and he's getting he's screwed the girl in the alley and he's got that like and all of a sudden I was like totally there thinking this is so can so feasible that the this dude could just go off the rails. He's you know, kinda got the shit kicked out of him, he makes a lot of bad decisions and now he's feeling a little bit high on his own bravado and then and I just was totally there so I give him a lot of credit for making this movie not suck because it could have right yeah 
Like, if you take out him, and I think... Well, yeah, if it was somebody really cheesy, or they played it cheesy, that that role... Yeah, or weaker, or a little too um, pouty. Because this guy wasn't pouty at all. He was just... That's what I'm saying. This movie's serious. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing's played for cheeky laughs. There's no cheeky one-liners. There's none of that. It's serious. There's a couple of, like, uh, we have to relieve a tiny bit of tension just one or two times. Really? Rarely. I mean, it's... It's it's not the transporter. True, true. Um, then we've got Donald Sutherland as Harry McKenna. I really did not... I really thought Donald Sutherland... Don't say much about him. I really thought Donald Sutherland had died. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's something in my mind. He'd already died. I mean, he was... I'd, years ago. Well, he has But there he is. He's still around. He's around. And to me, I'm not being funny, but he's... Um, the only reason he makes an impact is because he is who he is. There's not... He's got a very 70s rebel vibe about him in the Which acting. Which kind of matches this movie. Kind of. But I'm going to put him in that class of dudes who may have had those moments in time when we all go, Oh my God, he's awesome. But we have to really examine. Why? Because I don't find him any more high quality than a lot of other people. No, but he's Donald Sutherland. He's got the voice. He's got the face. He's got the mannerisms because he is who he is. And I don't feel like I don't know. He could have been a lot of other people. Yeah. Uh, and then the bad guy we put on is uh, Tony Goldwyn plays Dean. Um, he's not somebody I know. Played a good bad guy. Oh, I he's mean, played bad guy. I feel guy like I've seen him somewhere, but I don't. You know, plays a good bad guy. I gotta. Yeah, because he's a businessman, and he's he's that creepy businessman who is. You know, has the facade of being he's got the teenage kid and he's Mr. Put-Together and yet what he actually navigates in the world or what he puts out into the world is really sort of... Really I also shitty. liked um, the vibe of this movie as in the music that they played. Like It's like New Orleans kind of... Um, mm-hmm. What do you call that mu- music Z- down here? It's not Zydeco necessarily. No, it's, it's not like full-blown Zydeco. Jazz slash... A little bit. Um, Bluesy. Bluesy. <clears throat> I liked it because they didn't deviate from it. They just played that kind of music throughout. Like, um, they didn't go to some pop tune for some scene or anything. So, it, e- that even made it feel serious. There was seri- a couple of cranked up. Yeah, it made it feel serious. There was on- the only cranked up ones were the orchestral uh, score that was provided. But any bar scenes or mm. any scenes, um, a lot of it takes place in New Orleans, uh, were just use that kind of music so it, that made it even feel serious or gritty or something because if they it's just, a beautiful looking movie I mean every scene really we well. got groups of people down the streets at the at night that's what I'm saying it looks swamp. expensive really it looks, looks well shot it's the whole thing I don't know thing. if it looks expensive I mean that's kind of I actually think it does I think it's not it a nice looked, thing to say about other movies who don't have hundreds I think of it looks a, like a glossy high production movie when it might not have been like it might have been um yeah, but we've seen movies that didn't cost a lot that look good as well. So it doesn't have the look doesn't have to mean expensive. It just looks nice. It actually looks flashy in a way. It's like I, I guess it's the locations they use. There's some good locations. High some, color saturation everywhere. Yeah, there's definitely some mess. They've messed with the colors. Um, but there's a high. There's some the locations that some of these assassinations take, but they're high dollar mm-hmm. mansions and hotels, and you know it's just pretty lush looking um, and then we've got Jason Statham's house is pretty cool too I mm-hmm. like his house uh, yeah there's a lot of good you wouldn't live there it's too far out in the country there's a lot of good architecture I guess yes <laughs> uh, everybody's houses were pretty cool um, true directed by Simon West who also directed uh, 
not one of my favourites, but I love this movie, Con Air. He also directed Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie, which I also like. Con Air was the first movie you had on? DVD. First one I ever bought on DVD. Um, Tomb Raider, which I, I still really like. I like Tomb Raider Cradle of Life better, but I do like the Tomb Raider movies. I think they're pretty good. And The General's Daughter, if you remember that one. He also did that one. Yeah. Oh, that was actually pretty good That was good too. a serious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was intense. So, you know, Simon West, he makes some... That was an uncomfortable He's one. an action movie kind of guy. Not that The General's Daughter was an action movie. It's more of a courtroom slash drama slash... Yeah. Yeah. But he's, I like his style. Nobody I, was likable in that one really either. <laughs> and when he talked to Simon West in these, and he said like his aim is to make it so you see a movie that is escapism for 90 minutes that's kind of what he achieves it's not deep it's you know Tomb Raider and Con Air they're not deep but they're fun for 90 minutes General's Daughter was not escapism but I can most of his others yeah I think that one might have been a little more serious but yeah well you're not gonna come away from this movie with any feeling other than wah you know like big explosions and you're going to talk more... Most people would talk more about the action than, like, I'm going to remember the acting of that one guy. This movie has a lot of action, I have to say that. It, it moves quite well, like, yeah. from action to action. And it doesn't get redundant. Some movies, there's too much action. Like, you're kind of like, oh, God, not another... Death Race 2000. Another explosion, some more shooting. This is not like that, because it, it fits. The, when there is action, it's, it's necessary, if you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, I guess, I guess it's better than I might think it is. That's what I'm saying. I think you'll reflect on it more in time. And when you do start thinking about it. And sometimes movies just... Like when I'm driving or something. All of a sudden I'll replay some of a movie that we've just watched. And I'll kind of like go... Alright, that part was really good. And I just was wrapped up in it. Or I was too critical of the rest of it. And then that one part really stands out. Like the fight on the bus. I thought was really good. Really intense. Like with the pin in the face. And they pulled the thing off the suitcase. And you know, just... Not that I advocate beating the shit out of anybody but I mean in this scenario it was I liked the car landing the way in the went. bus as well and the one guy in the thing so was, yeah. whoa yeah that was really good <laughs> pretty cool um, yeah so there are some good stunts um, so yeah Simon West what do you think like I like his I like his stuff yeah. it's not super like it's oh, kind of low common denominator you can't Let's say this is Simon West movie you don't know no like, no is, um, you know they're not in the movie business to make good movies. They're in the movie business to make movies to make money. So we're not talking about, like, $5 a day, which is, like, an awesome little, <laughs> you know what I mean, a movie that yeah you can fall in love with because it's so good. Just as it is, whether it makes money or not, this is obviously created to get an audience to come and sell the DVD, and that's fine sometimes. So, um... Because it, be- it didn't bore the crap out of me. What movie did we see a couple weeks ago that I really didn't like? I liked I Am Number 4. I know you didn't like Faster, which was a, this kind of action-y type. You didn't like that one. No. With not Dwayne. really. Not, well, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, wait, there's a lot of difference there. Um, I was maybe one and a half steps above hating that one, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, that was an action movie, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, special features on this Blu-ray. We have not many, actually. Um, we have the Tools of the Trade featurette, which is literally a 10-minute interviews with Statham, shows you some of the stunts being done on the set. It's not in-depth. It's all right. Did you like it? 
Um, it was neutral for me because it was just kind of up Statham's ass for doing his own yeah. stunts, which is fine. I think I like that. But uh, pointing out that the other guy did do his. Yeah. As well, and so. uh, the other thing is um, deleted and extended scenes. None of them. Just the one I'm actually glad they cut out with Sutherland. That yeah. one would have made a huge Changed difference. Changed the tone of the movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're not interesting deleted scenes really either. Just that one. And there's an extra conversation with the hooker. Yes. To show that he really does. He doesn't just fuck her. He speaks to her as well. <laughs> charming, very charming, eh, Scully? So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it. And there's movie IQ, which I still haven't figured out what that is. It's on all blue, all Sony discs. Is that I, thing that pops up? It, it is or it isn't? I, no, it's not actually. I movie IQ and sync. It says it on them all. I put it in. I, I, oh, it's I, only on your Pete on your. I don't know. I I, I I I thought that was the thing where if we paused, you could pop up like all the IMDb information. That could well be it. That's it. All right, if we've it, looked at it before, I will check on that. <laughs> and if it is that, it's good that we'll make that. another. We'll make another one of these later to confirm. Yeah. We'll um, confirm next week. If um. If it is that, I, we will write it on the written review. But uh, yeah, it has movie IQ, if that matters to you. Oh yeah, um, but by the way, this is a good time to mention, we have written reviews every week of these that we talk about. Right. On the com website. So, um, in conclusion on this movie, I I enjoyed it. But like I say, it's it's I enjoyed it while it was on. I might have to think about it some more. It felt... It's satisfying as you watch it. It's satisfying as a substantial. I can't say don't watch it. I really didn't realize it was just an hour and a half. I thought it was really long. It had lots of good pieces of action. It felt longer than it was, but not in a bad way. Mm. And I feel like it's a substantial action. You know, if you've written a couple movies. If you hate Jason Statham, you're not going to like it. No. I like him, and I don't know what it is, because he's not. He's not great. No, he's good at action sequences. Don't get me wrong. He really is. I mean, he looks the part. He does a lot of this brooding angle. But he's talking and he's, um, you know, that it almost seems put on. Yes. Where he's... Yeah, he's a baby. It's like gruff. Not like like Christian Bale doing Batman. (laughs) But close. This, this, you know, I'm tough kind of stuff. Um, It doesn't... We need him to make the a movie where he's a nanny or something, you know, like they do those action they movies, do, or get they? a child of some kind that he has to care for, like the Rock guy did. That'll happen at some Hulk point. Hulk Hogan did. Surely, what's his face did from? Didn't he? Vin Diesel did one of those. Did Seagal do that? Oh, you'd never leave Seagal with your kids, would you? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you would with Hulk Hogan or Vin Diesel or. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah you're right. I don't think you'd leave your kids with any of those suckers, would you? Has he ever done a light-hearted movie? Statham? At Not, all? Apart, like, you could say Guy Ritchie's early movies were light-hearted. I mean, Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrels is light-hearted. And he's in them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrels is very, very violent, but it's also a comedy. Yeah. You know? So, no, I don't think he's done, like, a comedy. I've never seen him in yeah. one. I'd like to, but maybe he's one-dimensional. Maybe he, only, <laughs> he can reckon? only kick ass. Maybe. You know? Maybe, I mean a lot of those dudes. I give hey, I give that the Rock guy credit because he does both and he does fine. He's mm. not great, he's not bad, but he did some family movies and he does the action movies. And I don't actually have a problem. And there is a market for this old-fashioned kind of action movies: a dude, kicking guns, ass. kicking ass, whatever, like uh, just straight up explosions. 
There is a room. There is room for those movies, but if they're done badly, I don't want to watch them. Would generally. men admit that it kind of gets them hard? These kind of movies, and there's not a lot of chicks going on. But the idea that they could be that kind of guy. I mean, it's cool in a James Bond almost type. Of, this is like a you bad James the question, but that's okay. This is like a bad <laughs> James Bond. You know what I mean? Like almost. I mean, he, he's mm, James Bond's not great, but I know exactly what you mean. I, I mean, like James I don't Bond, mean bad. But I, mean, I mean bad as in like a... Lower quality? No, that's not what I mean. Bad as in... Oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the dark side. Because like <laughs> yeah. James Bond kills people. Yes, he does. In an assassinating type of way. So he's But he's same. doing it for the... But this guy's doing it for... Money. Money, yeah. What's the difference, really? God so, and country. And all I can or say... queen and is country. don't touch a man's record player. <laughs> all right. So um, that is... Uh, the Mechanic, available now on Sony Blu-ray. You Don't be mistaken with The Machinist, because if you get The Machinist accidentally, you're going to be like, what the hell yeah. were they talking about? Yeah, it's not <laughs> that right. was Christian Bale, and a whole different kind of part. Excellent movie. Nothing Great. to do with this one. Nothing to do with it, but so that's The Machinist. This is The Mechanic. All right, so, so if you don't know how to spell very well, this one has a red gun on the front with a black black background and a gun that's made up of a lot of other guns, I think, right? Something like that. It's very, oh, no. It's got him on the front. What's that black one, then? The, the, um, this. Yeah, that, that. That's the actual movie poster, is just that gun with the mechanic. Which is, which would have been nice on the front of this movie, but they needed to have Jason Statham's head on there, didn't they? Mm. Somebody said, if it doesn't have a picture of Jason Statham, who's going to get it? Because <laughs> they won't know who's in it. Because we're all idiots. Yeah, so um, anyway, uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com. You can win something. Uh, next week's review will be Battle LA on Blu-ray, another Sony release. Um, really looking forward to it. One of the big... The first blockbuster of this year, pretty much. Um, another 2011 movie. Uh, now we got a new segment here on the show. Dun, da, da, do you need some theme music? Have we not had a new segment da, 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 for 174 da, 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 da. show? We not, we've, we've really stuck to the same format. Alright, we'll just insert this one new segment. Tell us the origins. There isn't any. Yeah, there is. The other day, you said <laughs> you were reading the boxes of the DVDs oh, coming all right. up. Let me, uh, read, you, let me and, read the well, one. Well, let me tell them what you said. And you said, yeah, I really like these taglines on these boxes that like are supposed to entice you to, to buy or rent the movie when you're looking at the box. And I'm like, really? Or That's the like the poster. ultimate insulting manufactured marketing bullshit right so I'm thinking what are you talking about and then you started and then you read one too then I went and looked and I re- realized that every movie has a tagline of course because it's on the poster or on you're the supposed writer. to have that when you're submitting a script to a company right. you're supposed to have a one line and a one paragraph description let me give you the tagline for the mechanic because it's written on the front the most powerful criminals believe they're untouchable they're dead wrong okay this is a good example of where we're going that's not a good one <laughs> Alright. So, so uh, each each week we're going to have movie tagline fun. I'm going to say one movie tagline, or you're going to say it. We'll, we'll alternate. Okay. Next week will be my I turn. get to pick one, you mean, next week? Yes. Okay. So this week is mine. You're testing me. I'll tell you a movie tagline, you have to guess the movie. Okay. This will not go on for a long time. We're not going to sit here. No, no, no. I'll either if know it or it takes you a month to guess it, I'll edit it. <laughs> Down. <laughs> Alright, you ready? Movie tagline fun number one. Should we have some music? Love 
is in the hair. Love <laughs> is in the hair. Right. Is it shampoo? No. Is it blow dry? No. This is this isn't. It's a fantastic tagline. <laughs> I do not know. Love is in the hair. Let me think one more time. Simpsons the movie? No. I don't know. Something about Mary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's fantastic, right? <laughs> That's my, one of my favorite It's fantastic and completely irrelevant, <laughs> really. I mean, it's only because of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, I know. He's pointing to his mm. hair. I know what he's talking about. I know what's it. It's a good one. That's a good one. Right. Love is in the hair. So you did not get that. I to did go not on get record, that. You didn't get it. I'm going to make a spreadsheet. When you make your spreadsheet. <laughs> Okay. All right, so that's movie tagline. Okay, line you're going to ask me too. You said the first one is. That was it. I just asked you it. Oh, you mean like the first one for. Oh, I thought you one like, one I a week. Get... You know, you could make a whole show of this, but sure. no, we'll do one a week. So you'll do, you'll do one next week. So think of a good one. Love is in the hair. So, movie. I might make mine different. I might say one. No, and you, you have cannot to... change the rules of my game. <laughs> you have to decide no. if it's a real one or not. No. That's a good that's one. That's a different game. I'm making my own game. I'm having so, my own podcast. Game. <laughs> you go make your own podcast. With See your, now, this with your also game on your own. <laughs> this also is like it's really funny because now we couldn't play this one in the car because we don't wouldn't have access. Well, I could to have them. a list of I could just just take them with me. Because <laughs> in the car we do have a game, and if anyone's interested, if you're in the car with somebody, just your spouse, your friend, your whatever, for a long period of time, like we have a drive that's three hours to go visit my mother, for example, and our game is. You say you'll say to me like name seven movies about a hitman, and I have to just wrangle. I don't have Google. I don't have a phone to look it up. Nothing. I'm just driving and thinking, and I have to come up in my mind out of the movies I've either seen or I know of, and that's the thing. And we just go back, and it sounds really uneventful, but it's really funny because I might say name ten movies that have you know uh, a fight. Uh, Climax in an airplane. Now you, off the top of your head, you're like ten movies like that. But then you start thinking, and you've discovered there are lots of movies. Yeah, exactly. Where the climax is people falling out the back of a plane or a plane going down or whatever. So that's a good game for you. But this one is going to be strictly by your own rules, whatever. All right. So movie recommendations for this week. I am going with uh, early Luke Besson, Leon. I've said it before, but it is my favorite Hitman movie. Literally, I mean. You know, it's it's an awesome Hitman movie. It's also an awesome relationship story. Mm-hmm. An odd relationship. Um, it's got an awesome bad guy. It's got... Yeah, it's everything. Got everything is awesome. Uh, my other one is Wanted, which is another Hitman story. Angelina Jolie, recent recent. Not movie. great. Not great, but I've grown to like it more. We one went to see it on the cinema. It's one of those, isn't it? And then when I saw it on Blu-ray... Crawls into your mind. It's better than I um, originally thought. So, Wanted is the second one. And I've got a third one for this week. And I can't I, I can't have Hitman Story and not recommend Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Right. Which is a funny, action-packed Hitman Story, also about a relationship. What about La Femme Nikita? It's not one of my favourites. I've never seen that one. Or Gross Point Blank. That one almost came into there. But ah, right. It's not real, you know. Yeah. And my recommendation... Are you done? Yes. <laughs> My recommendations might not have anything to do with this movie particularly, but you mentioned a movie that is getting remade and we both disagree in that uh, philosophy or that plan. 
Because Straw Dogs from the 1970s with Dustin Hoffman is... Sam Peckinpah movie. Uh, disturbing and... Uh, Groundbreaking Dramatic time. and violent and unsettling. And it's an amazing 70s vibe movie. You can't help it. It's from the 70s, right? And so Straw Dogs, if you have an opportunity, you got Netflix, you got some way that you can just watch it. Do not watch it with anyone under the age of 25. (laughs) If you can avoid it, do not watch it maybe with, uh, I don't know, it's a delicate, it's got a couple delicate things involving rape, violence. um, It's one of the most, uh, for its time, one of the most realistic rapes portrayed on film. Um, And that's why it got... I mean, it, controversy. It, got, it, it's it was controversial, but it was also highly. Um, it's got a quality about it that you, I don't know. It's but we're just saying to introduce it to people who haven't seen it. Why remake it? Why not just have people watch the original? Yeah, just remaster the original. If yeah. it looks shoddy or whatever, spend the money remastering the original. Right, and, and if you think it. you know everything you know about Dustin Hoffman because you've seen Tootsie and stuff like that, you don't. Because Straw Dogs... Because you've seen... Um, Little Big Man. Oh my god, that's another one that's amazing. But Straw Dogs. Another one is... And I have no idea why. Oh, yes, I do. Um, the Big Easy. Now, it's not super high quality, but I remember watching it in the 80s. hundred times, probably. Not on purpose, that's but it was on HBO a lot. What? Oh, I, I you missed one. No, I haven't missed it yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to see. And then, um, because of the music in this one, and it's in New Orleans, and then that one's set in New Orleans, and kind of it's it's not super high quality but I don't know it's something about if you're our age and you watched it back in the 80s watch it again and then that led me to Inner Space with Dennis Quaid Dennis Quaid's in the Big Easy Inner Space with Dennis Quaid and Martin what's his name? Martin somebody comedy guy um (laughs) but it's really good and i don't even think it's good but i think it's really good and memorable and it's another one that was probably on hbo a thousand times and i just ended up watching it over and over and over and so those are mine why did we both have three you had three so i did three oh is that why you did it all right then so uh (laughs) games and a scully stuff this week i just want to say that i've been playing a lot and i'm talking about a lot of dirt three i mentioned dirt three last week on the Xbox 360. Well, I also picked up the PC version, so I've been playing them both. Now, you might say, I play them both because they're the same game. Well... You're reading my mind. I have to say, and this is something I noticed from playing them both a lot, that the PC version is the superior version of this game. Because not only have you played them both, one day I came up the stairs and I realized the Xbox is on. I was playing both at the same time. The Xbox is on, the TV is on, but it's grayed out like it's... Like it's timed out. Like screensaver, right? And then I'm like, what's he doing? He never does that. Maybe he's doing something. I come in here and he's playing the same game. And I'm like, are you... How you? It was an experiment. You're, yeah, exactly. You're experimenting to see what I've it looks like. <laughs> if it looked better and it decidedly looks better. So if you've got a decent video card in your PC, and a decent PC, the PC version is the way to go. And I was saying to you, there's... If you want to sit at your computer and do it. Yeah, there's a t- and it works with the Xbox 360 controller on the PC, so it's literally like playing the console version, but it just looks better. But um, it's interesting, I was saying to you, you know, the consoles have been around for a while now. It's like the PC uh, graphics are coming back into the fray, you know, because they always... PCs where the graphics are better, and then the consoles come along and take over for a while, and then the PC gets better again. Well... We're at the stage where the PC 
games look better than the console games of the same game. So um, if you've got the choice, and the the best thing about Dirt 3 is it has Xbox Live achievements on the PC version. So right. if you've got an Xbox Live account and you play it on both, you don't just get one set of achievements, you can get two sets of achievements. Because there's the, there's the Windows version and the 360 version and they both show up as different games. So you get a thousand points for each if you complete them both. So if you're an achievement uh, person, it's a lot of achievements to have. I highly recommend Dirt 3. I thought at first that it wasn't better than Dirt 2, but having played it now for 20 plus hours, I would say it is better than Dirt 2. Just They focused more on the sport of rallying, which Colin McRae was involved in, whereas last year's Dirt 2, they tried to focus on the X Games and all that bro, dude, mm. kind of um, American motorsports that the Dirt series is not about... The Dirt series was about rally racing. It used to be called Colin McRae Rally before it was called Dirt. But they kind of went away from that and went into this American, California... i sure I like the way you say that. Well, the X Games, California, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but we say the American... I don't like the the vibe of American motorsport. I don't. I really don't. It's about, okay. it's about Flash and they have fireworks going off when they go past the line, all that kind of stuff. I prefer... Dirt roads and cars, you know, Colin McRae style. And, to the point kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's what they'd done in Dirt 3. They went back to the roots, really, and it's more like the Colin McRae game that you remember. I like that they... Colin McRae passed away last year, as we mentioned. Dirt, Dirt 2, there was a uh, tribute to him. But in this game, they also kept his name alive by some of the cars, are Colin McRae-sponsored cars, because he still has his foundation and he still sponsors motorsports and... So it's cool that they kept his... It's not called Colin McRae yeah. anymore, but he's still in there. Because he, sh- he should always be, right? It was sure. his series. So uh, I recommend it. It's Dirt 3. It's got online play. It's got so many races. I've not finished it yet, and I've been playing it like hardcore this week. And like, you get to be a cop in the 40s and solve crimes, no. right? Oh, right. That's another game that molds all together. And the other game I've been playing is L.A. Noir. I'm still playing. Um, I've got about five cases left, so I've been... I've said to you, I don't rush through games that I love. I tend to play them quite hardcore and then say to myself, I'll put that away now and play the rest of that some other time. Now, so that's what I've done with L.A. Noir, And it's also what I did with Red Dead Redemption. And I did tweet this week and say, I just finished Red Dead Redemption. And then I looked it up on my calendar when it came out. Because I got it the day it came out. It was a year and <laughs> two months ago. So I, it took me a year and two months to finish it. I finished it. It was an amazing experience. I really recommend it. You can probably get it for 20 bucks now, which is a steal. Um, Would you consider yourself a hardcore gamer, as they like to say? I play all, every game, pretty much. So I don't But know. you're not hardcore about it. You don't love... Like, you're not like when you go in... You don't... You're not a Halo humongous fan or anything. Or even when you go into Call of Duty, you're not like, Yeah! Get out of here! I don't know get if that is the... Um... That's what I think people think hardcore is. But I think hardcore... Even though I find that extremely obnoxious, I don't think it's but anything. I think it is. You're like a game. gamer. Yeah, you will play absolutely everything. anything, like anything. I know you what I don't buy like. It, you will stick it in. You will try it. You will download demos. You'll try anything because I'll even try like you never know. Modern what, football, even though I don't like football, just because you never know. I want to see how it is, or you know, sometimes it made a big leap graphically, and I like to see how how it is. You know. Um, yeah, I just like games, I guess. But uh, Red Dead Redemption, 
Um, it's stunning. I told you, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I told you the ending, mm-hmm. and it is, it's quite... Because I'm the, not going to play the game for a year and two months. <laughs> it's quite the story. I mean, they did a good job with that story. Um, I'm hoping L.A. Noir um, also, you know... Makes you want to go play it, doesn't it? When, now that you think about it, you haven't played for a couple of days. Um, and that's it for me for playing games this week. And my fourth thing was I uh, put bad weather. We had a lot of bad weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been raining a lot. There was tornado alert this week we went down into our basement we did not get a tornado unlike the unfortunate people but we in did get a, Joplin, we mentioned Missouri. it on last week's about Joplin because it had just happened but a couple of days after that the sirens mm. started going off in our neck of the woods um, everyone the was kind of like tuned up because we're only two hours like away from there so when a big storm comes through here now the sirens are going off all the time the on the television, it goes to black, and it's just got you tornado warning. The state of Missouri, blah blah blah. blah you know, just like it, everybody's tuned up because if you don't do that, and the, it does happen, then you have a horrible thing like in Joplin, where you've just got almost two hundred people dead. I mean, you can't stop a tornado, you can't run from it, you can't do anything. It's just it is what it is. But if you can tell enough people to go downstairs, get out of your car and all that stuff, if you can do that enough ahead of time. So now everybody's just kind of like we, we went, raw, raw nerve about yeah, it. Yeah, we went into the basement briefly. It, it went very dark. Um, Green and weird and Big hailstones yeah. started falling. It was pretty It was pretty grim for a, an hour. You can see we looked out the back and you can see it coming. Yeah. Like the storm. It just went black. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we don't generally... Um, Never. I don't get afraid. I'll sleep through it. I don't care. But I think in this time, in this this year particularly, you just feel like, okay, I don't, I'll don't. take my laptop. I took my laptop, my cell phone, and the radio to the laundry room and a blanket. I took my netbook. And left downstairs. it down there so that if in the, in a moment we had to get down, we would be in the... I, what I guess I... Do you know what's awesome? You take your laptop downstairs, right? We'll be in the, the the tornado will ravage the house. We'll be downstairs. We'll have our computers. But that router would have been smashed to shreds. There'd be new internet. Oh, I don't care about the internet. Oh right, I'm thinking you was no, 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 no. I would just care about having my data. And plus, I got my hard drive. I plugged it and stuck it in my bag and put it in the laundry. I mean, like the essentials, really. <laughs> so because. Um, yeah, so it was interesting, and the only problem we had was we got water in our basement, because it really, the heavens opened that day. It did, it was very wet. So, um, yeah, bad weather, just wanted to say, uh, lots of bad weather this year. And I'm so sure don't ignore the warnings, if you live in the kind of belt of the country where we do, don't ignore it, just don't be all cocky and shit and like, oh, nothing's gonna happen, because you do not know. So what's for dinner, uh, Sid Talk? Well... This is a section of our show where I ask you what's for dinner and you tell me. <laughs> is this a quiz? Because am I'm I going to get it wrong? I'm just telling the uh, public. Do I have the potential of missing it? <laughs> getting it incorrect? Might not be interesting to anybody. But... Might not. Uh, we found today, we went to a big store that we have not gone to in a very long time. We have a new Walmart. Well, it's not new. It's two years old. But that's how often we go to I Walmart. I really like Walmart. I don't either. You just feel like you've just... I don't know. You know, looking for healthy... But, fo- what we were doing there was looking mm. for healthy food in Walmart. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Because there are little healthy pockets, mm-hmm. but there's very few. Yep. I mean, it's mostly shite. Look for tofu, and it's yeah. over on the bottom row, over in the fresh fruits and vegetables All section. Green, but yeah. there's like two boxes. Like and then when you it. go in the frozen frozen part, there's <laughs> yeah. the healthy... You know, the morning stars, and, the, and then there's... A, a hundred pepperoni pizzas. It's like... 
so small the 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 healthy alternative. The market is so no bad. wonder people buy shit. And if you look at but if you look at it, you say, well, here's some frozen hamburgers. Uh, I get ten for three dollars. You know, ten frozen burgers. Here's the Morning Star. I get four. Yeah, for, for four dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's like you obvious, you know. But, but anyway, that's the problem. We found a what's it called? Butoni. Butoni squash ravioli. Squash dinner. ravioli. Yeah. So we're gonna have squash ravioli. It's like a box of ravioli. With some peas and what else? Oh, we got magnums. That frozen thing. You, isn't that called magnum? Yeah, I've had them before, like a chalk ice thing. It's just I don't a know treat. What a chalk ice it's is. a special treat. It's an ice cream bar. Yeah. So it's caramel, and vanilla, chocolate. chocolate, and chocolate. And then because we're very healthy, we <laughs> it's very rare. <laughs> we haven't we, bought ice cream it, for so long. It's very rare we have anything. Very like rare. That. Yeah, and uh, we bought a bag of wild. Rice works. Yeah, chips those were good. With sesame, black sesame. Oh my god, they're delicious. I think I ate almost the whole bag already. Oh, you did? Almost. <laughs> Darn. So that's what we're having for dinner. All right, what else? Is what else is on my list? Um, roundabouts, I find uh, slightly confusing. And I know that probably makes me sound like an idiot, but I don't care. There's nothing to conf- be confused about. It's very confusing. I've never been around roundabouts my whole life. You're talking roundabout. about road. Ra- yes. Not, not, not in playgrounds. Driving my... Yeah, so I can figure out a roundabout. <laughs> Those we call merry-go-rounds, by the way. Right. A roundabout where you, you pull up to this circle thing, and then you're just supposed to go around it, and then you're supposed to just know... Which little... Which in England are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. To us, they're new. And we have... Right. All of a sudden, we have a bunch of new ones. Um, so that's what I was going to say about that. If anyone wants to think that I'm lower intelligence because a, a roundabout confuses me a little bit. So are you going to Or be, if you feel the same as me and you didn't want to admit it, I'm just telling you now, it can be a little weird. Are you going to do the National Lampoon's vacation thing? <laughs> I'm just going on. can't get Woo! Off. We're going out. Look, kids. Eiffel Look Tower. In. Oh, what Buckingham is it? Palace. Buckingham Palace. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of London. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're going around hours later, and they're like, they're, <laughs> they're all out, leaned out. over because he's going to say, "Well, ours are smaller than that. Obviously, it's one lane around." Fa- famous roundabout uh, scene. In and the other thing is cicadas, because we have now got the seven. We're on the seventeenth year. Yeah, this year, is interesting, isn't it? That these bugs that l- go underground to hibernate, and then they come out every seventeen years. They go into your trees. They lay the little egg. They mature, and then they lay eggs, and then they die. Like or flying They go cockroaches. back into the ground. They're quite large. Um, they don't hurt anything apparently, unless you've got really baby new trees that you don't, or fruit trees or whatever. But it's just noisy it's just in nature. the daytime, and you know, it doesn't really bother me. I Not mean, me. don't bother me. I think that if they were all over my porch... What do they do? They go up in the tree? They they go in the tree, and then they split open a thing a little bit, and then they lay their egg in there. Some sort of ovule something or other put their egg in there for that to... And then they go back into the ground. They shed their exoskeleton or something. They mature until they... Yeah, they shed it, and And I don't know. Then go into the ground for 17 years without even noise out of them. They just go down there. Wow. That's crazy. And then the new ones are born. And it just so happens this year is the year that they come yeah. up. How do they know? <laughs> Who knows? There's no calendar. It's weird, there. isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. That's really weird. Yeah. They know somehow. They've got they, an inbuilt... I don't think they're sleeping under the ground. I think they're still But they've surviving. got an inbuilt calendar that tells them to come up and in, on a particular year. That is just bizarre. There's something... You know what they are? They're aliens. They're just waiting to come. <laughs> they, they check every 17 years to see if it's time. They go... Not yet. We'll go back down again. <laughs> Let's go ruin some of their trees. <laughs> Freak them out. Yeah. Attack the guy mowing the yard. Yeah. 
So that's uh, that. And then we also, when we were at this store that we both don't like, we took advantage of a couple of the public. Um, what would you say they are? Well, you know. stand on the thing to check your feet by the Dr. Scholl station. I wouldn't put my feet on that. Oh, I don't care. Uh, I stood on. It said it was wiped off regularly. <laughs> I was wearing sandals. I'd have had to wipe it myself. So I didn't give a shit. So I stood on there and it <coughs> told me which of their $50 products I need to buy. But it was kind of interesting to look where my where my weight actually All falls on, your on heels. my feet. And on my front. And on that one too. But And then you got your blood pressure checked. or And I did it as well. We have good nice. blood pressure. And it, mine's the same as at the doctor. So if anybody goes, yeah, those aren't accurate. Mine is actually maybe one number off from the doctor's Mom's office. Low? Low? We were in the no, low? No, normal. Normal. Yeah. We were below the normal. All number. good. What else do I have? Oh, yeah. Uh, at my job, we get some help desk calls from people who need certain things at night uh, with our computers in different areas of the where I work. Departments, whatever. And um, I come across people who, when you say to them, okay, you just copy and paste that, and they go, what do you mean? And I say, well, you know, copy and just copy that code and paste it over. Over on that other, you know, going to Internet Explorer. They don't know what Internet Explorer is. Uh, because that's just the Internet. Uh, copy and paste, they don't know. And then when you say, well, I can talk you through it. So put your cursor, um, like, in front of the first letter. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean cursor? Well, you know, the flashing thing. Okay, okay. And then I want you to hold the mouse down and highlight. What do you mean? Hold on, hold on. What do you mean? Okay, we'll just slide it across, and it'll turn a different color. Depends on your computer. It could be blue. It could be yellow. But the, there'll be, like, a box that shows up over that word. It freaks them out. All right? You get them. Keep them calm. <laughs> they get that done. And then you say, right-click somewhere on that, you know, make sure the point of your little arrow is over the blue part, or whatever color it is, and right-click. What do you mean, Right-click. What do you mean, right-click? Well, there are two buttons on your mouse, so you click the other one. What happened? The blue went away. Well, you, you know, you might have just clicked off. Okay, just do that part again. Right-click. Okay. Okay, and then go down to copy. And then almost every single time, they right-click on the word copy because you've just told them yep. to right-click on. So then they miss it up, and you have to start over again. <laughs> then they get the copy thing. They don't know what you're... What, they say nothing happened. Nothing happened. I'll say, well, you've copied that There's the, to a clipboard. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, so you get to the pasting part. Well, paste that in. And they are like, I'm telling you, it's like you've just, you've just taught them how to breathe or something. They'll go, I get this almost same reaction. Oh, my God. Right. Well, that's, well, that's great. I have, n- I've heard people talk about that before. I've never been able to do that before. I never even knew what that was. And I was afraid to ask, you know, and I mean, and so now when I tell people, I'm about to change your life, I'm going to teach you how to copy and paste. And if you are listening to this now, and you still are a little fuzzy with the copy paste, I'm telling you, I just told you how to do it. But I couldn't get through a day on my computer if I couldn't copy and paste. Now, sometimes I use the keyboard, but I generally use the mouse, right? Do you use copy and paste all the time? Yeah, but I don't use a mouse. I I use keys. Like control C and control V. V. Yeah, you can do that too. But I mean, even just the function itself. Yeah, all the time. All the time. All the time. And in life, it's kind of hard. Because when you're filling out a form with the pen on a piece of paper, and you have to fill in the same freaking thing five times. Talking about this, uh, something that ties in with this, um, the company that, the last company in the world that makes typewriters... 
stopped making them this oh, year, right. last week. Wow. So nobody makes typewriters anymore. Wow. I, mean, I bet can, somebody can manufacture You can still get typewriters. Sure. Obviously, because they exist, but nobody actually makes them. Yeah, we have a 21-year-old at work, and when she encountered someone who didn't know copy-paste, she absolutely couldn't grasp it. How can you function in life and not know how to do copy and paste? Yeah. How could anybody not know how to use a computer? I remember. Like, I remember dude, when uh, we didn't even have a computer at my school. I don't think maybe one. No, I remember when the iPhone when it first came out and it didn't have the function of copy and paste. Right. And that was the number one thing that people said. I love my iPhone, but I can't copy and paste an email. I can't paste something. In, and eventually they put it in there. But yeah, you know, typewriters, you couldn't copy and nope. paste nothing. I mean, if you messed up, you screwed the paper up, threw it away, or you got the Wide liquid out. paper up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, so that's my little lesson in copy and paste, and it will change your life. And that kind of leads into the meaning of life, which could, I guess, just be boiled down to, uh, if you learn how to copy and paste, all will be revealed. And typewriters <laughs> is literally the end of an era, isn't it, for, for that? You know? I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's not needed anymore, a typewriter. It's 100% not needed. We It progressed, right? We don't need it anymore. It's it's more complicated to use than a computer. So sure. there's no point in The function them. of it. But yeah. then, as a, like a historical thing, there is. I mean, sure. I'm sure there are some novelists who... Every like, book that was ever written between the time of handwriting them and computers was written But on there's got to be some novelists who are like, I always wrote yeah. on a typewriter, so that's what I do, like, you know? I think there are still modern ones who do. Yeah, that's what I was There saying. are some writers still who write out everything by hand, and someone else types it up for them. Yeah. So, so there you go, pencil and paper. So goodbye typewriter. I got a typewriter for my high school graduation gift. Do you still have 25 it? 25 years ago. No, I sold it in college for money for beer. Perfect. You were part of the demise of the typewriter, selling it for <laughs> Someone beer. Someone else. Yeah, I didn't destroy it. I didn't, like, rip it apart. All right. So, uh, thanks no, for No, my mom doesn't listen to this because she doesn't know that I sold the typewriter that I she got for a gift. No. You can say what you want It's 25 it. years ago. What can I say? You can say what you want about your mother. Anything you like. <laughs> I she, love my mother. I love my mother. All right. So, thanks for listening to the show. Um, I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. You can... That is some weird writing that we've got there. Oh, you can catch us on Twitter. Because it's face- red. Yeah, it's really hard to read. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on Xbox Live, YouTube. You can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace if you own a Zoom or Windows Phone 7. You can catch it on the iTunes Music Store if you own a iPhone or you just like iTunes. Or you can just go to com, click on the word podcast Listen to it on the page or subscribe in any podcast reader you could possibly imagine. Google Reader is fantastic. Or Google Reader if you like. If that's your... My one of choice is RSS Radio. That's what I use. Um, you can also email feedback to me at com. Don't email Sid Talk. Um, and... Why are we on like that thing Switcher? Is that something that you have to pay for? Is that what it's called? Switch that's up. like a live that's for live streaming. oh right right like if we wanted it to live stream it and then you could listen to it on your cell phone immediately as, right. we're, as we're talking right right so we can pump this feed into the switcher app and while we're talking people can listen to it as it happens not necessary which is not necessary no unless we wanted to do a live show one week just for fun I don't know wouldn't be any different live. also wouldn't be any different <laughs> um because we do this in one take funnily enough we don't yeah. edit there's never any edits um, yes, one take. 
I, I think it's a best way of doing it. Because yeah, you tag on something to the the music on the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, there is in between there. I do not like cut anything out or anything. I would just leave it as one big long file. We edit our own selves so we don't say anything horrible. Or sometimes I'll say stuff that's horrible. <laughs> Don't say anything now that's horrible, please. No, no. Uh, uh, not uh, it. Uh, zip it. Zip uh, it. Ip. Ip. Zip. Ip. Molly, molly, molly. Cincinnati bow tie. <laughs> I'll just say that. All right. So there's no place like home. We're just throwing out movie quotes, right? Isn't that what we're doing? I was just saying something horrible. So oh, <laughs> Cincinnati bow tie. Just think of that. I don't know what it is, so it isn't horrible to me. It's horrible. Okay, then. That, we don't need an explanation. Or ghosty? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is just in my mind now. Anyway, so uh, stay classy, Mr. Jason Statham. Um, not particularly classy. <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs>